In the game of basketball, stars are made. But how do they get to that point? How has the game changed them? And what are they doing today? Welcome to Rebound Radio with your host, Matt Fish of Rebound Magazine. Each week, Matt goes one-on-one with some of the legends of basketball, finds out their inside story, and uncovers stories you've got to hear to believe. Now, here's Matt Fish and Alex Clancy. Hi, everybody. Uh, Alex Clancy in studio. That sounded very unenthused, didn't it? <laughs> um, Rebound Radio on Voice America, Voice America Radio, 888-346-9144. I have the man, the myth, in studio for the first time in three, this is the third is week? I don't know, maybe a month? No. I don't know. Uh, it is Matthew, I've never been late for the dinner bell because I have longer legs than everybody else fish. My brother will attest to that. Yeah, I believe it. Um, Matt uh, took a little family trip out to Iowa with his young daughter uh, last week, had a little car trouble, which uh, kept him from joining me in studio, but Matthew, missed you. Hey, it's good to be back. Favorite hour of the week. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, A lot to talk about. We haven't had an NBRPA update in a couple weeks because Matt has been absent. I've done my due diligence in trying to get as much information as possible, but Matt is the well of knowledge when it comes to uh, the NBRPA, National Basketball Retired Players Association, and uh, the NBA Legends and uh, Rebound Magazine as an entity. That's where this whole... This whole radio show started from was Matt's brainchild of starting Rebound Magazine, which is a uh, quarterly um, publication that focuses on former athletes and where, what they're doing today after their game uh, has ended, after their career has ended in the NBA, uh, Q&As, biopics, things, um, things of that nature. And uh, if you ever want to advertise for it, you should. Matt Fish at reboundmagazine.com. Again, great publication gets sent out to whoever wants it that used to play in the NBA. I saw the email list. It is extensive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Matt, take it away. The, what we do, uh, let me, what we, the, how this show is constructed is, for the first segment always, we run down everything that is happening in the NBRPA with, um, you know, uh, charities and things in that regard, and Matt's personal touch towards it because he's the Phoenix chapter president of the aforementioned NBRPA and there are only 10 others in the United States. So uh, if you want to know anything about the NBRPA, again, Matt Fish at reboundmagazine.com or follow him on Twitter at Rebound Talk. Hey, thanks, Alex. You got it, dude. (laughs) Hey, it's good to be back in the studio. I tell you, it was a nice trip. Uh, It was cold back there. When it got down to the single digits, it was time to come back home. Yeah. I tell you, I was telling you earlier, my uh, thermostat decided it wasn't going to work, and I tried to fix it myself. Uh, How'd that which, work? Which was a $15 fix normally. <laughs> uh, but this, the housing of the thermostat in the car I own happened to be made out of a plastic, and it cost me $1,200. So it blew a big hole in my, hey, I'll drive home and save money. But anyway, it did get me back here, and it's going to be back in the Valley of the Sun. And uh, I will do that update for the NBRPA. We got an email from Arnie Felco, and he's our president and CEO of the NBRPA. He was giving us some updates. on. It's been a while since he's given us one. So actually Tuesday, he emailed the membership, and the membership consists of former NBA, WNBA, Harlem Globetrotters, pre-NBA, so ABA players as well, but basically professional basketball. 
And one thing he announced is we have a Legends Fantasy Weekend at the Mohegan Sun that is back on. It was off last year, but it's back on. And for the organization, that means good things. He talked about uh, the ability to sell seats there and uh, having so many hotels and really basically honoring the players. And that's really what, uh, what we do is honor the players and make sure the players give back to the community, and they do. Another thing I talked about uh, in, his, in this email is uh, – he talked about the NBA's new uh, GLA. So it's going to kick in January 1st. So the money's going to start coming in even more for the NBRPA because they came with a new agreement between the NBRPA and the NBA. And the NBA moved from $2 million to $2.4 million to two point six, and it continues to grow. And that's added upon the money we already got. And that basically is just helping with career transitioning programs, uh, Full Court Press, which is a life skills camp that we put on nationwide. We did it here in Phoenix. Um, it also helps in a variety of other things, uh, education, uh, the transitioning athlete, and so forth. Uh, so that's good to know that the money, uh, the, the organization's worth that much more. Uh, I'm literally looking to make sure that this organization uses that money wisely. That's good. <laughs> that's my goal. Uh, let me see here. The Harlem Globetrotters leadership. Let me see. They had a great uh, – that's nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, looking forward uh, – they, they said they're trying to ink a deal with a, a Bahamian resort for the All-Star Game – or the uh, Legends World Sports Conference. So that would be kind of cool. Uh, let me see – it's just not as exciting as it ought to be. Uh, we are having an in, in 2017 NBA All-Star Weekend is almost here, and he's got a lot of pretty cool things. I'll go over a couple of things we're doing at the All-Star Weekend. It's going to begin with an opening reception on Friday night at Harrah's Casino, and Harrah's actually graciously donated this event. So anything that can be donated is obviously good for the organization. Sure. A Saturday membership breakfast is going to happen, a Saturday night party at BB King's, that was also donated. And then, of course, the lunch, the Legends Lunch, which is Sunday morning. This brunch, actually, they call it. And this brunch has gone on for so many years. It's actually going to be on NBA TV and has been on NBA TV uh, over the last five or six years or so. But check it out. It's really cool. They honor some uh, local heroes and then some. But they get up there and they talk about uh, the things that they did and then they razz each other. But it's all going to be televised on NBA TV. And then it's the first week of Mardi Gras out there. Uh, so it's going to be crazy. <laughs> and they're going to give us a, a balcony. So uh, he says a terrific balcony for Friday night after reception that us and our families can watch a real Mardi Gras parade is the way he puts it. So I plan on being on there. I'm not going to flash my uh, upper half, uh, but I will <laughs> accept and throw beats. So uh, that, that's, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, also, they, uh, the NBRPA went to Haiti and did a Goodwill tour down there. Nice. And they just completed their third Goodwill tour in Haiti. They plan on doing it again in the future, and they're already planning on a uh, relatively near uh, future. Uh, Cabo San Lucas is going to be our ninth meeting for our Legends World Sports Conference. So we're looking forward to going to Cabo. Been there before. Looking forward to visiting again. I saw Horacio Yamas' name today, and he will be there. He actually coaches in Cabo out there, and I played against him both the CBA and the NBA. So he was the first Mexican-born NBA player. Remember Horacio Yamas? Yeah, 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 sure. yeah, yeah. He would battle against Shaquille O'Neal, and he said he could be the only one that could guard him. But uh, I don't know if that's true or not. I thought true. he was dirty, and he tripped me when I ran down the court. Mm. That's my opinion with Horacio. Uh, let me see... 
That's really the highlights of it, and uh, you know, all good stuff. I'm glad to, that we got that update. It's good to know where we are as an organization, uh, especially when you got fun things in there that are tied right into the All Star Game, sure. and that's really right around the corner. Currently, I'm putting together the magazine for the All Star Game out there. It's going to be the best one yet. It gets better and better all the time. Uh, the All Star Game will be my sixth year doing it, and I'm telling you, it started out as a pamphlet. But it's a really you know, great magazine now. All members look forward to it. And I enjoy telling the stories. And that, again, you said it earlier, why Rebound Radio, why Rebound TV exists. Because all these guys have great stories. I just need to make sure to bring them out and tell those about their stories, uh, good or bad. You know what I mean? But it definitely has uh, something that will help everyone. Sure. And this isn't an ego trip for these guys doing what they're doing. You know, this. Uh, I got to go out to the NBA Legends Conference with you a few months back now in Vegas. Got to meet a lot of great former athletes. And they were... Um, genuine about telling their stories about you know their uh, to lack of better lack of better phrase trials and tribulations because I don't want to think of another cliche right now issues they had after um, their career was over with you know drugs or marital problems or uh, not being able to make money or trying to find the right charity to be a part of and not try to uh, put their money into the wrong financial advisor's hands I mean things that that leave them vulnerable whether it be personally or uh, financially and mm-hmm. and uh, career wise. And they were all very open, uh, talking about their talking about their issues, talking about what they're doing with charities now. So the NBRPA, the foundation of it, is people trying to help other people with the common uh, common uh, thing that they all played in the NBA or yeah. in the with the Harlem Globetrotters yeah. or WNBA or overseas or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what makes it so tight knit is that these guys want to help each other to create. Uh, a better life for people around them and to be cautionary tales and to teach people about financial literacy and about drug awareness and, and marital problems and how to avoid them before they happen and all these camps that they do, all the charities with kids, teaching them life skills. Because again, these guys don't get paid for this. You know, all the camps you put on, how much you get paid when you put on a camp? Nothing. Zero. No. So you take a lot of time to plan it. You get you get sponsors. You get people to donate things. You find the facility. You do all these things. And when it comes down to it, all you do at the end of the day is you try to enrich kids' lives, and you go home, and you go home to your family, and, and that's it. Yeah, I'm happy that we have made big differences, and, and I feel personally that I had a lot to do with some of the ones right here in Phoenix being the president of the Phoenix chapter here. And I just want to make sure that we continue to do so. Um, of course, we have to have some sort of money coming in, so we, we get a little bit from the legends, uh, the NBRPA, the guys at the highest level. They kick a little down to us, and that's just kind of seed money to be able to put on events, and, and I really donate. you know. Uh, so really, I'm hoping with the fan, uh, final, uh, final Four's coming here, mm-hmm. so I'm really working hard to get something going with that. I'm <laughs> Radio out. Row, Voice America. Well, <laughs> we can do that, and I'll tell you how. I got an event coming up. It's going to be just before it starts, that Thursday before. So like March 30th, we're going to put a basketball game on. And Jerome the Junkyard Dog is doing Shooting for Peace. So today, I received all the books and the curriculum that we're going to hand out there. But it's former professional athletes, basketball players, WNBA players playing against the police Oh, cool. Yeah, and really to shore up relationships between the community and the police because it's, you know, fractured at times. Mm-hmm. So that's really the, the, the cause behind it, the goal behind it, and we're looking forward to that. Um, it's going to be good. 888-346-9144, Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. Follow Matt at Rebound Talk on Twitter. Go to voiceamerica.tv. Click on the Rebound logo at the homepage. You can see a lot of videos that Matt, uh, myself, and Jeff Spinar, the CEO of Voice America, 
have done over the past several months at different charity events and the NBA Legends Conference that him and I went to. We have Nick Shepard, former NBA player, joining us, I believe, next segment to talk about the NBRPA a little bit and talk about some of the issues we're seeing in the NBA now, one of them being all-star voting, which we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. I know it's not on the same plane as charitable donations and charity events, but it pisses me off nonetheless. (laughs) Uh, We'll talk about the triple-double hunt that is going on between uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden and... Uh, what the hell is wrong with Derrick Rose? I know it's a couple days old. We only get to do a show once a week. That does not mean that what we are saying will not be poignant. It'll just be about 72 hours late. <laughs> but, you know, deal with it. You can podcast this stuff. You'll be able to hear it whenever you want. Having said that, again, 888-346-9144. I've been waiting three weeks to ask you about this because it is the new year. And we've been talking about this ever since this, ever since the inception of this show the financial literacy app. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is something for those of you that haven't listened before, those have, I'm sorry, you're going to hear it again. Uh, Matt Fish's main goal in the charitable charity things that he does is financial literacy. I think not main, but that's the, the nuance that's always there. Is that fair to say? Well, I, I'm really working it to be our crowning initiative. So the one that's, that's so much know, better than what I was going to say. What, what do you crowning do? Crowning initiative. Yeah. What do you like do that. for the Phoenix chapter? You know, and I want to be able to say, Hey, look, you know, we help with financial literacy because everyone works with money. We have this wonderful app that uh, allows a gamification where you actually play against others on your ability to understand money. And as you earn uh, experience points, you can unlock the ability to receive a grant of $1,000 to go to college. So I'm telling you, you learn about money and then you get money and you get to see this money grow. And then it also 70% of the people who then have a 529 grant goes to college. So they use that money. I can't think of anything better. You have former pro athletes who are notoriously bad with money flipping the script and showing them, hey, man, look, you might not be able to make the NBA. And even we made the NBA, and we have to know how money works. You have to, but all of you are going to have to know how money works. So it just sounds great. I I know that uh, I'm really looking forward to rolling this out, and we're getting closer and closer all the time. And uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to make that difference, uh, more of a difference. We haven't already, but I really want to hone in on this need to understand how money works. Yeah, and it's uh, this is geared towards kids, right? It is. Uh, we're thinking the younger the better. Because so realistically, what market do you want? Do you want to hit 10, 10 to 15? You know, do you want to hit? I'm thinking middle school. Okay. Here, here's what I'm looking at. I'm, I'm thinking, of, uh, and I've really worked hard on this for a long time. I'm sure. Uh, to going into the middle schools with the uh, coaches, the parents, and then the, the teachers that want to go, and then the former pro athletes, you know, and then you bring a financial program or a financial institution with you uh, that will put their name behind it. You tell them their story about your journey, you know what I mean, what you've done with money, your mistakes, you know, their ability to make it to the NBA because everybody thinks they're Michael Jordan mm-hmm. and their parents do. I don't want to go and dash dreams, but at the same time, come on, man, probably no one here in this room. At the same time, all of us are going to work with money. So here, so we're going to give them takeaways. I, I see a cafeteria sitting arrangement because then you can get big or small. Cafeteria, you can make it either a big or a small type thing. And then you don't have to worry about getting a gym. And so as a teacher, and I got a master's in that, and I've taught many, t- many years, I understand understand that there's a variety of things you've got to worry about when you're trying to put a program like this on. Sure. So I've met with principals and I've met with people and they're all excited about it and they've kind of led me in this direction. But So I got a really good, I got my head around it and now it's just a matter of implementing it. Yeah. And this has been, 
talked about since day one of this show. So it's, and I'm sure years before that, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, So hopefully within the next six months, we'll have something. And then again, I feel like I have to give this disclaimer every time because of all the crap that's going around in the world nowadays. This is not an app that you have to pay for. This is not like a $5 a month app where you end up spending the money that you'd get from the grants before you get it. It's not like, it is, when people say free money, uh, it's not, it's normally not a real thing. Uh, obviously, but here it's really teach kids how to save, teach kids how to spend wisely and spend it on different things, not junk food like I do, but actually paying, you know, things that will enrich their lives and you get rewarded for it. And the beauty of teaching kids that, you know, 10 or older, whatever, 12, whatever middle school is nowadays, you, I don't know. It's always been, I don't know. It's always been, I don't know. 13, 12, 13. Okay. That's fine. (laughs) I don't have any kids, whatever it is. I was young for, I was young enough. Uh, it's. It allows kids to learn early. Maybe you don't have the uh, the structure at home, like the, the bedrock structure that you need to learn how to save money. So this is just a tangential learning tool that you can use in an effort to uh, build wealth later on in your life or maintain whatever you make throughout the year. So having said that, we got to take a break. On the other side, we'll continue a little bit more about the schooled app, and um, we'll talk some NBA. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to mattfish at reboundmagazine.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. 888-346-9144. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow Matt at Rebound Talk on Twitter. Re, uh, email Matt 
at mattfish at reboundmagazine.com if you want to put your personal stamp onto Rebound Magazine as an advertiser or sponsor. It's a great publication. It's snowballing to the point where it's going to be huge even more every 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 um, year to come. So you might want to get into it when it's, quote-unquote, the ground floor after six years, uh, <laughs> 20 years from now. You will not regret it. We were talking about the NBRPA and the Schooled app, finan- teaching financial literacy to middle schoolers uh, 12 years old and up, uh, now that I've come <laughs> to uh, understand that. Um, anything else you want to talk about with that? Well, no, just I'm really looking forward to rolling it out, and I think it's got a lot of value, and uh, we'll keep talking about it, and we'll keep you abreast of when it's going to come through, you know, and uh, I don't know. I just know that there's a need, and that's not the only need, but I really do see this an area of helping, helping the community, helping, you know. I, you can make $100. If you don't know what to do with it, it doesn't matter. You know, if you can make $10, if you know what to do with it, it matters. Sure. So it's just so something that we all have to work with. Yeah. So that's what I had to add to that. Uh, looking forward to getting a little bit of NBA talk this year, or this this moment now in this segment. And uh, I know you said something about uh, all these triple doubles that are going around. Uh, that's great. Uh, or is it? <laughs> what but, do you think? You know, I tell you, you look at Russell Westbrook, and I knew he was going to have a year like this. I knew he would. I just knew that he was going to have a very, very solid year. Well, what happened? His boy left. Kevin Durant left. You circle back and you think about how many times that Russell Westbrook is involved with a play in the game. And it's 40%. I, I looked it up. 40%. The last time it was anybody close to that was Kobe Bryant when Shaquille O'Neal left the Lakers. He was 38% of every play of the game. And so that, and of course, Kobe had a nice run you know, back then too. Well, here's Russell Westbrook just doing it night in and night out. You know, and he involves everyone in the game. He does let the game flow, and I see him passing the ball. He'd have to, or so he wouldn't get so many assists. But where I'm floored is rebounds. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's out rebounding like Towns and Blake Griffin and these guys. And how does a little cat like that get in there and get about 10 rebounds a game or whatever it is? It's got to be close to it. Only 13 or 14 players average over 10 rebounds a game. Players. Players. And he's 12th in the league or 11th in the league at 10.7. So that's, I mean, that shows that, okay, let's go ahead of the game, or let's go outside the game here. Now, it's great. It's good for basketball. It's good for ratings. It's, he's the most fun, he's the best ticket in the NBA right now. And I would watch him over a Golden State Warriors game just to see what he'll do next, (laughs) you know? And I was watching, um, I've been watching a lot of him, and then uh, James Harden we'll talk about in a minute. Mm -hmm. I'm going to couple them together and ask you a question. And I've gotten ridiculed for this multiple times. But do you think at some point, and I, maybe we've talked about this before, but now that it's January 12th and he's still averaging a triple-double, yeah. we were talking about this early December. This is you know 40 days later. Are they trying to get the stats or are they actually doing it organically throughout the game? And I'm going to ask a follow-up question before you answer that. Or I'm going to explain myself. He's going down the lane, okay? Mm-hmm. First quarter, three-on-one. He will try and dunk over somebody before he passes the ball. Okay, that's just what he's a scorer that's playing point guard. Right. Okay, he's taught himself how to rebound. He's taught himself how to pass the ball. He's taught himself how to be pseudo efficient from the field and definitely from the free throw line. Say he has 18, 12, and seven assists in the fourth quarter with five minutes left, and they're up four points. The pass that he wouldn't make in the first quarter, he might kick out to the corner for three in the fourth quarter, whether it be the correct play. 
in the first quarter or in the fourth quarter, I think that now this is predicating what he's doing throughout the flow of the game, and it's not necessarily organic. James Harden, on the other hand, he has some more weapons that can score. You know, Russell Westbrook has Enos Canner and Steven Adams, nice players down low that can, you know, turn around, make a little six-foot hook shot or something like that. Mm-hmm. Victor Oladipo, who's very polarizing from the three-point line, right. doesn't have much else. Anthony Robertson's there for defense, right. can hit the open three. In Houston, he's got a lot more weapons, even though Dwight Howard's gone. I think that uh, um, James Harden is doing it more organically. Russell Westbrook, I think it's a little bit more, the numbers are more fabricated than what he actually is trying to do throughout the game. I think that Russell Westbrook has that green light to do that. I think that the team is his. I think that when he makes his moves, because he's always touching the ball, it's interesting when you shoot a shot or when you pass it, you know what the side of the ball of the rim the ball is on. You're there already. You can shoot a ball short and go get it. Mm-hmm. You can shoot it long, you can run and know where it's going to go. You can pass it to somebody, and by the way, you passed it. You know how it's going to come off of the rim. So that's why I think he's starting to get all these rebounds. Now, is he going for stats for the fake of, uh, sake of stats? I think he's looking to get triple-doubles, no question. And I'm not sure if he's trying to win every game. Well, and that's not the question. Maybe I, I misworded, because I understand your point, and mm-hmm. I, I, I disagree with you. I think that he's trying to win. Okay. I think he's trying to win, and I think that a lot of times, this is, an absolute, this is not an absolute statement. Like, a lot of times, he doesn't even know what, what his stats are, Okay, which is fine, and I believe that, because he truly loves the game and all things like that, but... When it gets to the middle of the third or the, or the end of the third, starting in the fourth, he's got his points, he's got his rebounds. I think he could make a pass potentially when the correct move is to shoot. Even right. though he's already shot the ball 30 times, he's 15 for 30, mm-hmm. you know, 38 points, 12 boards, and 7 assists. It's usually the other way around where he needs the rebounds and not the assists. Right. But in a situation like that, in a close game, I think that he will more times than not, whether it be subconscious or not, air to the pass over trying to score because now it's ingrained in his head that he needs all three. And it's not necessarily a bad thing because a lot of times he takes bad shots. So it might be the correct play at the given moment, but I think sometimes, sometimes he will make the pass when the correct move is to shoot. And it's not being, it's being selfish through being unselfish. And you learn a lot about that with point guards where a lot of them are selfish by shooting which he normally is. Mm-hmm. Steve Nash used to be selfish by being unselfish a lot of times because he was an efficient shooter from three and from the paint. So it could be a detriment to a certain degree. I just think that it's something to think about that because he's in the situation that he's in with 18 triple doubles through 43 games or something, ah, exactly. 41 games, 40, 40 games, 18, almost 50% of the time they're 15 and three when he has triple doubles. Okay. And this is what's keeping them afloat 24 and 16, mm-hmm. the sixth seed, I believe, or seventh seed. I think that it's something to think about that he has to think about it to a certain degree, right? He can't just wake up at the end of every game and be like, oh, I had another triple-double. That's malarkey. He knows where he is. He looks up to see how many fouls he has. He looks up, and it, it's all around the gym. It's all around the arena what the stats are. So it's, and I'm not neg- More now than ever. Yeah, and I'm not negating what he's doing by any stretch. I just think that as a human, if it's 50-50... This may better me a little bit statistics-wise. I may err. You know, that's all. That's all I'm saying. 
Well, I guess if he throws bad passes, he could get a double figure in uh, turnovers. No, well, he's done that before. He's done the multi. I think he's leading the NBA in turnovers. Is he? Oh, yeah. Him and James Harden are number one and two. Now, James Harden is averaging uh, 28 and a half and 11 and a half assists. 11 or almost 12 assists, which is bonkers for him. Because James Harden has always been the me guy. He's always been Carmelo that can handle the ball mm-hmm. and had a better three-point shot. Right. Always got to the line 10 or 12 times, was 85% from the line. That's how he scored his points. That's still That still stayed the same. Dwight Howard isn't bitching anymore, so he doesn't really have to pass the ball to anybody. Yeah. Um, the assists are completely on Mike D'Antoni because he made him play a point. Well, and D'Antoni plays the speed-up type of flowing offense and doesn't necessarily key on, on, on defense, which is exactly what James Harden is good at, uh, doing offense and not doing defense. So, you know, when the ball runs through him like it does and he, he passes like he should and scores like he should, uh, just look to win. And I don't know, again, you know, are you looking for stats or are you looking to win? I know they've won how many in a row? Uh, it was a lot in a row. So whatever he's doing is doing right. And I liked it when Dan. Tony was here in Phoenix because it was fun to watch. Uh, I like that style of play, and I just think it really lines up nicely with what Harden's doing. Um, I just uh, don't know how deep he's going to get, you know, into the playoffs. But he will—they will make it to the playoffs. Yeah, well, they're, they're the three seed right now. They would be playing Oklahoma City in the first round, oh, which they? is funny. Huh. Uh, Houston's nine and one in their last ten. Now this is the time. So I, I say this every week, and I, and I change my, my scope on it because it's getting closer and closer to the All-Star break. This is, I said last week that it was like making the turn, being on 14 or 15 at the Masters on a Friday afternoon. Okay, so it's not where the cuts happen yet. The cut's about to happen, but it's not starting the Saturday round, which is where you jockey for position where you try to make as little mistakes as possible, you take advantage of the par fives, you try to shoot three or four under and move up the leaderboard and not make mistakes. Don't put up a 75 burger on a Saturday at the Masters because it'll kill you. Okay? So they're not there yet, but they're getting close. You know, it's getting dark. It's about 5 o'clock in Augusta. They're making the turn on 16, and they're, they're teeing off at 16, and it's getting to the point now where games are starting to matter more they're not there yet because it's not after the All-Star break, which is the final push. This is the quote-unquote dog days of the, uh, of the NBA season. And I'm sure you can attest to this. Yeah. Between mid-December, after Christmas, and through January, it's like, oh, seven-game road trip. This is when the road yeah. trips get longer. This is when the homestand get longer. This is just trying to make people travel a little bit less in the middle of the season mm-hmm. because this is when the games it just seems to go on forever. And here you have Phoenix down in Mexico City tonight. So. Yeah, and then one was in London today. <laughs> right, Indiana right. put up or uh who did Indiana play? Damn it. Uh they they just got a 140 burger put up on them. Oh, really? Yeah, by the Nuggets, I believe. Ooh. Yeah, so this is this is where the gimmicks happen as you said. We have a month left until the All-Star game, which is 700 games in the NBA. <laughs> so now with Russell Westbrook doing what he's doing, it's more Exciting the fact that he could potentially do it now through for a whole season. I'm going to ask you a question. All things staying the same. Mm-hmm. Houston gets the three seed. Oklahoma City gets the six seed by losing six or seven more games than Houston. James Harden is second in the league in points or third in the league in points, first in assists. Russell Westbrook is averaging a triple-double at the end of the season. Who wins the MVP? LeBron James. Oh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> that's funny. That's what I was going to say. But no, this is the time of year where LeBron, he's playing 37 minutes a game right. now. He's going to taper off to yeah. about 34 because will. this is the time, even though they're only three games up on Toronto, that's like a nine game lead. Yeah, he's going to definitely take his uh, moment where he steps back a bit. And Kyrie will sit. Kevin yeah. Love will sit. They'll lose They'll some games. To. Just it just collateral damage. So James Harden, right. 
28 and 12 and seven boards, mm. three seed. Russell Westbrook, 31, 10 and 10. Let's just be nice. Mm-hmm. 31, 10 and 10. Right. Who wins the MVP as the six seed? Russell. Because of, because of the historic nature of what he's done? I think because he has less to work with on his team. See, but on paper, he doesn't. On paper, because Enos Kanter is making $60 million. Right. And I said, I agree. Houston has, they're more of a cohesive unit. They're not like a, just guys plucked from other places. Enos Kanter came from Utah, and then Steven Adams is a baby. They're both 20, I think they're both 24. Mm-hmm. They're children. Victor Oladipo came from uh, Orlando in the Serge Ibaka trade. But they don't have much else. Houston can roll out guys and just play. They're all athletes. You know, they can all, uh, Montrez Harrell, is the guy that, that's putting up numbers there. They have Nene playing center, who is the Angels warrior. He's probably 34, 35 now, but he's still active, and he's, you know, the Brazilian beast that he yeah. is down low. Takes up space. So you think Russell Westbrook, because, and listen, I, I could agree with you. I think, yes, because. So it's not about the triple-double. It's more of an, an upset on his team to have Kevin Durant leave and then try to figure out how am I going to carry this team, and he's carrying the team. He's doing a very good job of carrying that team. Now the rest of the team is trying to figure out how are we going to play with this superstar, and he is. He's fantastic to watch. Uh, they need to make sure that they're prepared to play with somebody like Westbrook too, and it seems to me that they're getting better and better and better at it. But the deal is, is still Russell's putting up huge numbers all the way across the board, uh, winning games, uh, maybe not as many as Houston is right now, but winning games, and luckily to be winning games with having a powerhouse like Durant taken off for last year's, you know, uh, or two years so ago. So it would be like, sorry, Kevin Durant left, here's an MVP award? Because I mean, uh, you know, what you said, which is true, maybe. but it can go both ways. It's so hard to play with this guy. We're trying to figure out how to do it. Is he technically the most valuable player on that team? I understand what MVP means. Right. I get most valuable player. Take him off the team. How many games will they win? I get it. Houston will probably win more than Oklahoma City, in my opinion, mm-hmm. if we take Russell. So I agree with you in that, in, in that sense. But James Harden, nobody's bitching about him. He's been a consummate <laughs> teammate. He doesn't play defense. He's yeah. getting better. Okay, He's gone the opposite of where Carmelo went. At the same time in his career, Carmelo was like, get me out of Denver. I want to go to New York. I want to go to a big market. Yeah. I want to be the star. James Harden got traded because he was 22 years old or 21 years old and didn't make the deadline for saying he wanted to stay at Oklahoma City because he was a kid and didn't know what to do, so he got shipped. It's completely different, and he's completely changed his game. And yes, he's getting more minutes, and he's not off the bench anymore. Um, but Carmelo went down uh, just as a teammate and everything. You can say what he wants now. He's, he's a joke. And now James Harden is lifting up this team that is mediocre, mm-hmm. you know, probably a C-plus team, right. and That's making that. them relevant as a three-seed. Well, it's, uh, so is that MVP? I honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't know because for what it's worth, and it looks like right now, numbers-wise, the West is strong still, and it is, but from three or four years ago to now, the East is starting to come up. Mm-hmm. You know, the East, they're making good draft picks. Yep, Boston, They're Toronto. panning out. Yep. We'll see, but Boston and Toronto have been there. Milwaukee's now viable. Even they're only okay. 19, 18. They have a star now in Giannis Antetokounmpo, mm-hmm. okay? The Hawks will always be there. They got Dwight Howard. Uh, they, but in, they, they got a couple first-round picks for the Kyle Korver trade to Cleveland, oh, so okay. that's going to help yeah. them in the future. Mm-hmm. The Bobcats have been there. Washington is underperforming. The Knicks suck. Yeah. They're underperforming. The Pistons, they're moving forward, Okay. The West, Memphis is getting 
Memphisy. Like they're still Memphis. <laughs> Portland, Portland, <laughs> Portland overproduced, overperformed so much last year by winning forty plus games. Yeah. They're supposed to win twenty five or twenty seven. <sighs> Sacramento's getting better. Denver's not. The Pelicans are getting better. The Lakers are getting better. Minnesota's getting better. But there's it's so polarizing. Top six teams in the West and everybody else. The yeah. East, besides Cleveland. Anybody of those teams could play Cleveland in the Eastern Conference Finals, which is a far cry from what it was two or three years ago. So, my point is that the West isn't as strong regular isn't as strong regular season wise like it used to be. So the better teams, the records are ballooned because there's not as much excitement at the bottom part of the Western Conference. So it could be ballooned with the records, and maybe Houston is isn't as good as a ten is isn't as good as a ten loss team. But I think it should be James Harden, and I have never, ever, gotta, I'm, I almost threw up. I gotta play I w- defense. Do you? Yeah. Do Somewhere you? along the line, Do not you? the Olay defense that he Do plays. You? you don't. You don't. <sighs> it's, it's whoever scores. I always hated that. Nobody. <laughs> I hate admitting that. Golden State's averaging 117 points a game. Do you play any defense <laughs> on that? Oh my God. No, they're the best defensive team in the league. They're giving up 105 points a game. <laughs> okay? So it's not like San Antonio is the only team. That's not true. San Antonio is giving up eight less points a game than Golden State. Which one will equate to better in the playoffs? I th- yeah. So <laughs> so we'll see. Oh, I talk too much. If you on the play other side, defense, you're in a game. On the other side, All this right. is flying by. On the other side, we are going to talk about the Travis Sham mockery that is All Star voting. And yes, players and media members have votes now for starters. But is it really? What it looks like on the other side. Alex Clancy, Matt Fishing Studio, Rebound Radio. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? <laughs> Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 
888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to mattfish at reboundmagazine.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Final segment. I just missed a damn call from my mom who's in Cuba. That's awesome. Oh. Aaron. Um, so... Alex Clancy, Matt Fish, and Studio. Sorry, Mom. Uh, we're talking about uh, the triple-double effect and how it's affecting the NBA and yeah. defenses. We've talked about a whole lot of stuff. This is more NBA talk you and I have had in a long time. Yeah. So we're going to switch right now because I think we're going to need a full segment for this. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow Matt at Rebound Talk on Twitter. Email Matt at mattfish at rebound. Magazine.com yep. if you want to advertise or anything for sponsorship for Rebound Magazine. It's a great publication. It's your fault if you don't take part in it. Now, fans will account for 50% of the vote. This is with regards to starters okay. in the NBA. Okay. okay. This is the all-star, right? This is the all-star okay. game. 50% will be accounted for by the fans. While all current players and a media panel will account for 25% each. Players and media voting will begin next week. So this is the most up to date mm-hmm. with each, oh no this is this was last week sorry okay the point is <laughs> that fans can vote can, can fill out one ballot a day okay so they get 50% and then current players and panel members get 25% each okay panel mem- uh, current players and panel members can only fill out one ballot each okay okay fans can fill out one a day so this, so so it's a step in the right direction, mm-hmm. but it's still ridiculous. So say you want to vote for Zaza Pachulia, mm-hmm. okay? You're mm-hmm. from Georgia, yeah, okay, the country of right, Vladimir, Vladimir, Spanya. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's probably voting. You yeah. know, it's it's his countryman. He's voting for him. We we had him on the show a couple weeks ago, but he's um, he's not the <laughs> so listen, he's not voting that no, many no, votes. No, no. <laughs> but this this is so fans can vote once a day until I think the nineteenth of January is when it stops, and then the reserves will be voted on by everybody else, which which will be uh, uh, uh which will end on the twenty sixth of January. So fifty percent one a day, twenty five percent for players and media members and uh, media panel. You can vote once as each person. And I understand the theory because, you know, if, if say you're, uh, say you played for the Bucks and you wanted to vote for Giannis Antetokounmpo and you're a former NBA player or you're an NBA player now, you can't vote more than once. I, I understand the theory behind it. Right. I think that that's how it all should be. Every fan should get one vote. Why? I mean, how do you curtail that? Because I mean, how do you the, even the, manage that? Well, you know what? If you want to circumvent and give your friend your DirecTV password to watch a Sunday ticket, that's fine. <laughs> you can do that. You can go on different things, use different email addresses. I don't see anybody making 100 different Gmail accounts just to vote 100 times. So it'll curtail it. But the reason why they do it is the bigger the numbers, the bigger the expose of the All-Star game. It doesn't matter where the numbers come from. Mm-hmm. As long as votes are being cast, it doesn't matter who vote, who actually cast the vote. So that's why they give fans infinite number of attempts at voting for their favorite player to start in the All-Star game. So the byproduct is these are the most up-to-date as of today if, if the voting stopped today. Okay. The starting lineup for the Eastern Conference, <laughs> All right. the Cleveland Cavalier All-Star team would be uh, Kyrie Irving, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade doesn't deserve it. Kyrie Irving, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James. Yeah. That's two Cavs. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the greed freak who yeah. 100% should be there, and Kevin Love. 
So I, we're going to watch Kyrie, LeBron, and Kevin Love play. I, we could just do that, just turn it on the TV. Who do they play tomorrow or tonight? Yeah, or exactly. Well, <laughs> you know, well, you know like, what? <laughs> and in the West, Steph Curry, James Harden, uh, which is an interesting thing because Russell Westbrook was number two last voting uh, go-around. Now he's 62,000 votes behind Steph Curry. Steph Curry, James Harden, Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. that's two Warriors, mm-hmm. Zaza Pachulia, second in the West, averaging five points and six rebounds, and Kawhi Leonard. He is 188,000 votes, 188, votes ahead of Kawhi Leonard in the All-Star voting. So that's what the starters would be. Three Cavs versus three Warriors. And then Klay Thompson would get on there, so that's four. Draymond Green would probably get on there, that's five. Yeah. And there you go. So it'll be five Warriors, but I think Kyrie, they, Cleveland only get three uh, as of now because there's too many, there's too many polarizing big men in the Eastern Conference that would get votes, whether it be from fans or otherwise. Joel Embiid will get there, Carmelo will get there, Porzingis will get there, Paul George will get there. It's just that's just how it is. Um, it's just unfortunate. There, now there should be multiple votes for. Media, multiple votes well, see, for no, but see, coaches, there's, multiple But see, there's vested for, interest there. As I said yeah. before, you can't do it because that well, shows... if all of them do it. That shows... Uh, occupa- that's an occupational hazard. Okay. Because if you do it and you do it, then it shows there's maybe other vested interest that media members may have to get people in. It's just, it would cause more issues than it's worth. This is really, what it really is. It's an exhibition game, and I understand that it doesn't matter... People go out to watch, and, you know, the first two and a half quarters doesn't matter. It's who can get a triple-double in the first half, who can drop 50, who can drop a 50-burger, who can have 10 threes in the first quarter. That's what it is. Then in the fourth quarter, because money's on the line for the winning team, whatever, it's 30 or 40 grand difference yeah. for the winning team and losing team, then you play. Right. And then you try to make it close, keep it under 200 points, play good defense, and that's the spectacle is the last 12 minutes, at least as a basketball fan. When I went to see the Harlem Globetrotters, I wanted to see when they started playing. I didn't want to see all the half-court shots and everything, which is great, but if you go see them four or five times, you want to see if the Generals can win. Because they really play. I mean, they play towards the end, or, or so we think, and that, that's really what it is. It's the last 30% or 20% of the game that you really go and watch, and when it comes down to it, it doesn't matter who the starters are. It matters who's hot in the game or who the best players are on the court at that time. That really matters for who wins the game. I guess what bothers me mostly about uh, Jaja, and I'm going to bring him up, is because in the future, and I know as being a former NBA player, yes, sir. that when you put things on your resume, you put things like uh, NBA All-Star player. But I don't know how many NBA All-Star players played in the NBA because they were the funniest guy on the court or because they walked a certain way or, 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 or was so bad. And, and I'm not saying that he's terrible. I'm just saying that he's not very good. So, you know, that being said, I, I can go out there, I guess, and trip over myself and throw it up in the air and be a goofball and pull my pants down at half court and all that stuff. Well, get I don't know if I'll get votes. Get you know, but who knows? You know, Zsa is. He's going to be out there uh, with an all-star resume, you know, f- long after the game has ended, and people remember him for what? Playing basketball? Or just because he got voted in to play basketball at the all-star because he couldn't play basketball? Well, if he wasn't in Atlanta, if he was in Atlanta still, this wouldn't happen. Right. This is the America's team. This is yeah. now the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA, and this is what it is. He's averaging five points and 5.7 rebounds in 18 minutes. 18, he's playing 18 minutes a game. 
Okay. DeMarcus Cousins, let me just look. I think he's seventh on the list. And I know that he's averaging over 20. I think he's 20 and 10, which is down for him. What is he? Oh, no. It might be more. He, oh, he's averaging, oh, he's averaging 28 and 10. Sorry. Mm-hmm. He's averaging 28 and 10 and four dimes. 45% from the field, 80% from the line. And he's seventh on the list. And I understand he has off-the-field issues. Let's look at somebody that doesn't have off-the-field issues. DeAndre Jordan. Okay? Okay. DeAndre Jordan, I believe, is 10 and 13 and a half, which is what he's been. He's 11 and 13 and a half. He's jumped up. He, and he's not even on the list. He's not even on the damn list. Mm. I understand it's only two weeks in. You have a couple weeks to go, or you have one more week to go. But that's ridiculous. Blake Griffin's on the list before him, and he's not even playing. <laughs> so this shows it's a popularity how ridiculous. contest. Yeah, which is... Malarkey. Ah, that's what I'm trying to say. You need, I, and it's hard because it's not the uh, Pro Bowl where you have 300 guys that are right. voted in, and then you have alternates. And if you're an alternate, you're still you're still given Pro Bowl status, I believe, even if you don't play or don't get invited, or if you say no, whatever. You're still an al- or you, you have to play to 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 get it. But still, if you're voted in, there's so many different ways because a lot of guys have to play in the Super Bowl or or just want to take time for their family. This is so much more important. Because there's only five guys that can start. Yes. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, you look back to like a Tom Gugliotta, and he made it like, I believe, one year. Googs. Googs made it one year. Minnesota? He could do everything well. You know what I mean? But he made it. And I remember that. Like, ah, he did make the the All-Star that one year. He used to kill the Lakers. Really, really good. And then you got somebody like this uh, fellow that's going to be be in there just because why? He's on a popular team and because he's a goofball? No, it's because he's on a popular team. And who's the center that we're going to vote for? Everybody on that thing votes one, two, three, four, five Warriors. One, two, three, four, five Warriors every day. Steph, Clay, Durant, Draymond, Pajulia. Over and over and over and over again. And great. I get it that fans watch enough TV to spurn the huge money that's coming in from TV deals, which will pay itself off eventually. So these players. Through advertising. People don't advertise stuff on major media markets that aren't sports fans. I mean, I understand there's... But when you have money involved in this huge media conglomerate that now is the spectacle that is putting on the NBA and all these players are getting money because of it, fans have something to do with it. They And we talked about this. If there were no fans in the stands whatsoever for a full season, the NBA would still exist. Do you know? If nobody went to a Suns game for a full year, Sarver would still come close to breaking even if not make if not make money cuz TV deals. Yeah, and and just because you have a big Pepsi sign on the damn side of the wall, people know what the hell Pepsi is. Mm-hmm. You call it the Pepsi Center in in De- in Denver. No, I'm going to drink Coke because I didn't go to a Denver Nuggets game. Give me a break. You know? I mean it's Marketing is important, yep. and product recognition and brand recognition is important, but when it comes down to it, the big money is what makes these contracts and what makes these teams go. It's not the $40 ticket that you bought. Sure. Otherwise, the 76ers would not be a team. Right. Otherwise, you know, the Lakers now would not be a team for the, mm. for the last couple of years. They're starting to come back up with the fan base because of the baby Lakers. The Suns haven't had a sellout since Steve Nash oh, no. left. So it's not about the $8 hot dog and the $40 ticket. It's about the big money deals and the sponsorship that gets you there. So maybe you give the fans what they want, which puts out a product of exactly what you see every single year until LeBron retires, hmm. until Dwayne Wade retires, until Steph retires. Now it's 
this is what you get. So it's so hard to make the all-star game if you're on a team that isn't America's team and um, you haven't got a big name because they didn't market you right or however it is. And you're right. It is just kind of a popularity contest. It's how well they market them. The NBA is, is, is at fault for this as much as anyone because as soon as they, a team starts winning, they're going to put them on TV. The more they put them on TV, the more people are going to watch them and the more people are going to vote for them. You know, and you have, it has to do with markets, too. How big is your market? L.A. market's huge. New York, Miami, huge markets. You get to smaller markets like Memphis that you so pointed out earlier. You know, the money's not there. You know, but they do you still get these huge, huge contracts. Why? Because the TV. But at the same time, a popularity contest, a marketing thing is the whole approach. If you don't do that correctly, you don't get to play so in the All-Star game. do you think that – we only got a couple minutes left. Uh, Rebound Radio, Alex Clancy, Mad Fishing wow. Studio – um, do you think that the NBA could pull it off what Bud Selig did stupidly for uh, about, uh, whatever, seven, eight, nine years, that you make the NBA All-Star Game count? And the reason why I ask that, the reason why I ask <laughs> is because traditionally the best players will get voted to start the All-Star Game, okay? So the best players that will make it deep runs into the playoffs will be there. I understand that if you have 15 guys on the roster, maybe only – there are a couple of guys that only get two minutes anyways. They, they mm-hmm. just sit out right after. Yeah. So do you think that Adam Silver could pull it off to where the winner of the All-Star game will get home court advantage uh, in the finals? I just hate that rule, first and foremost. So I'm going to say no. Well, 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 but, well no. why? But, but, no, no. But, it, <laughs> no. but in the Major League All-Star game, yeah. there are 90% of the guys – won't even make the playoffs because of the, the playoff structure in the, in the major leagues. Right, right. But here, everybody makes the playoffs. Traditionally, the best players get voted in to start, and the reserves, a couple of the guys from those teams, like this year, you're going to have five Warriors on the All-Star team. They have the best chance to make it to the finals right now. They, they can garner their own fate in the All-Star game to pave the way for the rest. What about the coach that's coaching the team? It's the best team from each it's the best coach, the best record from the East and the best coach from the West. So all things being equal throughout the rest of the season, they would be meeting in the finals, everything in a vacuum on, on paper, mm-hmm. it would be that way. That's Damn almost it. set up better than Major League Baseball. If you've got the best coach, you don't have that in Major League Baseball. Well, but the, po- the point is that there are so many guys that are yeah. never going to make the playoffs right. in baseball. Sure. And same in basketball, but the, the, the uh, roster's smaller and the, the top tier players will make the playoffs and they have it on their shoulders to make it to the finals. we got to get out of here. Alex Clancy, Mad Fish in Studio. Again, follow him at Rebound Talk on Twitter. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Check out voiceamerica.tv. Click on the Rebound uh, logo. Uh, watch video. We'll see you guys next week. Alex Clancy again. Mad Fish again. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Rebound Radio. Please join Matt Fish next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll profile another legend of basketball. Have a great week.